You're listening to the Disney One by One podcast, a chronological look at every Disney animated classic and beyond. Here's your host, Mike Rolfing. Hello and welcome again to Disney One by One. This is episode 57. This is our second to last movie on the list. We're almost done. We're on Ralph Breaks the Internet from 2018. And remember, you can find the show everywhere on the internet at Disney1x1. And if you could please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, you're running out of time. And of course, with Disney Plus out now, you can find almost every single one of these movies on the list on Disney Plus at your fingertips. And so you can go back in our back catalog and listen to some old episodes and discover some hidden gems. However, Ralph Breaks the Internet is not on Disney Plus. It is still on Netflix because of contractual obligations. So uh, you'll have to find it on Netflix if you haven't watched it already. Joining me this week, as always, is my brother David Rolfing. David, welcome back to Disney One by One. Hello, Mike. The last movie that is not in theaters. That is true. Wow. I still haven't seen Frozen 2 yet, so I need to get out before it's gone. I know. Or else we're not going to have an episode next week. As we said last week. Yes. And uh, joining us this week, a returning guest. You heard him way back on Fantasia and then again on The Sword in the Stone. And then, of course, we brought him back for Fantasia 2000. Jordan Harms, welcome back to Disney One by One. Hello. Thanks for having me back. We're getting up there, guys. I guess I probably should have, should have invited Jared Cozart back on because he was on 52 Record Ralph, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jared. Sorry. Sorry, Jared. I wanted to get Jordan on one more time. Before yeah, we end the show. Right at the Jordan, end. Jordan, are you a are you a big gamer? Does this huge, movie apply to you at all? Huge game. Well, that's kind of a trick question. I'm a huge gamer, but this movie doesn't apply to me that much. Because well, it is like an internet movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But does Wreck and Ralph One apply to you at all? A little bit. They tried. <laughs> they were they tried to be relevant for who they could, but I mean, I've been gaming since I could crawl, probably. Yeah. So what, what are your go what are your go to's right now? Oh man, mostly I'm I'm kind of getting bigger into the uh, indie gaming scene because most of the mainstream stuff I don't really care for. It's all it's all online based now, you know, as opposed to good gameplay and good stories. So I'm kind of gravitating towards the independent developers, much like my uh, film. I don't know yeah. preferences as well. They sure. kind of mimic one another. Fez. Oh yeah. Or Super Meat Boy. Absolutely. Yeah, those are some good. good and I did games. watch Indie Game the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, those are great. Yeah, there's a Netflix documentary. I don't know if it's still there. A few years ago, called Indie Game, about the development of both of those games, right? Or is it just Fez on that? No, movie? it's both of those and a third one called Braid, which actually oh, came yeah. out a little bit before the movie. It's very, very interesting. Even if you're not into gaming, I would highly recommend that documentary. It's very emotional. <laughs> I mentioned those two because those are the only indie games I've played. <laughs> okay. I've played too many to count. I'm playing uh, one called Axiom Verge right now, which is very popular. The second one's about to come out. Um, Undertale's a big one. I mean, the list goes on, but anybody listening to this who's remotely plugged into the indie gaming community will know both of those for sure. And does that just mean it's a game not made by one of the big five companies or yeah. something or, yeah okay. yeah not by activision or blizzard or microsoft or bungie mm-hmm. or yeah the big names nintendo yeah. yep well the game i'm currently addicted to on my phone is called mini motorways it's probably independent you build a little city well it's on apple arcade so i don't know oh, okay 
you it pops up different colored houses and different colored factories and you have to build roads to connect the houses to the matching factories and if you don't build the roads efficient enough you lose sounds like a mobile game wow yep <laughs> for recommending addicting phone games there's one called mr jump it's a really hard oh that's a fun one but it has a tough. really good design I was stuck on like level six for like two years. I would only play it when I <laughs> when I flew. So it was like a plane game I would play. Yeah, but... I have lots of plane games. Yeah. <laughs> I have a really dark mobile game called Plague Incorporated where you have to manufacture a disease that will go worldwide and kill everybody. <laughs> it's very difficult to get it. You have to like start it somewhere and then get it to the other continents. It's kind of like the end of Ralph Breaks the Internet. <laughs> Pretty much. Wow. <laughs> Same yeah. thing. That's how the movie ends, guys. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Movie's over. Everyone dies. Speaking of movies, I, I I meant to mention this last week, but we talked all about Star Wars. So I, I watched a ton of movies over Christmas and New Year's. I wanted to just pull up and mention some of my favorites and see if you guys have seen any of these. Okay. None of these are Disney. I didn't see Frozen 2, but Me I did neither. see... Uh, I saw Knives Out for a second time. I, went, I mentioned that briefly last week. Yes, Still I haven't saw seen it. it. Still haven't seen it. Very good. I'd recommend it. Is that Ryan Johnson? It is Ryan Johnson. Okay. It's really fun. I watched Marriage Story, which is on Netflix, which is getting tons of awards buzz. It's very, very good. It's very depressing because it's all about a, a divorce, but it's also very funny and, and it's just a very well-acted movie. Kylo Ren's in it. So Kylo Ren and uh, Black <laughs> Widow star in Marriage Story. Netflix has been campaigning for me to watch it still haven't it's very good you should watch it I, just it from good. like a from like a writing screenwriting standpoint it's 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 incredible sure i also watched the two popes which is on netflix which is also very good it's about about pope francis and pope benedict it's and how they're buddies three popes <laughs> <laughs> i haven't seen it <laughs> and they they built they built the sistine chapel in a studio because the vatican didn't let them film so wow. they just rebuilt it no big deal and then i watched Midsummer, which is a horror movie that came out this year. Oh, which yeah. It's not for the faint of heart, but it is I was, really good. I have been highly, people have been recommending that one to me left and right. I mean, it is, it's very good. Like, it, it stuck with me. Of any movie I watched this year, that one has probably stuck with me the most. Is that like, the wow. one about the cult? It is a very extravagant breakup movie. Okay. <laughs> it's about that is this, terrifying. these two like American, this, this boyfriend and girlfriend who shouldn't be dating. The girlfriend goes through this like terrible trauma and then they go with a friend to visit his hometown in Sweden, which is like the, in the middle of nowhere. And they're going to this like celebration that hasn't taken place for 90 years and all everything just goes haywire. Awesome. But it's crazy because it's a horror movie, but the whole thing takes place in the, in, in daylight. Yeah. That's what I've read. It's in this like very idealistic, like Swedish, you know, uh, rural village. Mm -hmm. And it all takes place in this bright sun in the fields. But it's just like <laughs> a lot of crap happens. <laughs> <laughs> and it's definitely rated it. R. So I, I warn you now, but it was, it was, it's, it was really good. Did you watch it alone? I watched it alone, but I watched it during the day. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't that make it worse? <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't make it worse. Um, so I recommend that with many caveats mid midsummer or midsummer. Okay. I love scary movies. Love and them. I double featured that with hereditary, which is directed Ooh. by the director written yeah. by the same guy. Yep. I've um, seen that. And that came out a couple years ago. Yeah. Midsummer is from this year. Hereditary is from a couple years ago. And I watched them back to back. <laughs> it's rough. Uh, I like, I like midsummer. I like, I like midsummer a lot more than hereditary. With that, we'll move on to Ralph breaks the internet. <laughs> <laughs> da 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 da. And now, our feature presentation. 
with you. Start churning butter and put on your church shoes, little sister, because we're about to blast off. Ralph, what is it you're trying to say? We're going to the internet. In October 2012, director Rich Moore said that he and Disney had ideas about a sequel to Wreck-It Ralph that would explore online gaming and console gaming. They had only scratched the surface of the video game worlds. So they thought they could go further and, and make a sequel. By July 2015, John C. Riley had signed back on to play Ralph. And by June 30th, 2016, Disney announced the official release date. And in March 2017, the sequel's title was announced as Ralph Breaks the Internet Wreck-It Ralph 2. But that subtitle, Wreck-It Ralph 2, was ultimately removed. The design of the scenes within the internet was based on, on a tour that some of the filmmakers did of One Wilshire, which is a building in Los Angeles that's one of the world's largest telecommunication centers. It's like serves most traffic, like web traffic, like around the Pacific Ocean area. So they use that as some inspiration. Filmmakers surprisingly did not approach any of the companies that are presented or represented in the internet in this movie. Just based on copyright and fair use laws, they were just they just decided to do whatever they wanted, showing Google and Pinterest and Instagram and so hundreds more things, which we can kind of start rattling off a little bit later. Um, other than their own IP, they had to consult their own internal internal <laughs> Lucasfilm, Pixar, Muppets yeah. to make sure that they were representing each other correctly. But all the other things, they just kind of they just they just did it because they're Disney. They also spent some time exploring various internet memes and trying to make sure that ones that they included had some staying power, some long-term presence that weren't just going to fade away <laughs> quickly, though. This movie's going to be pretty dated pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> the cast of this movie, a lot of the same people are back. John C. Riley, as I said, is back as Ralph. Sarah Silverman is back as Vanellope Von Schweetz. We got Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, uh, Wonder Woman herself playing the new character of Shank. Taraji P. Henson uh, plays the algorithm. Jack McBrayer is back as Felix. Jane Lynch is, as Sergeant Calhoun. Alan Tudyk returns not as King Candy, but as Nosemore, the search engine. And then uh, Alfred Molina makes a, bra- a brief appearance as Double Dan, the uh, sluggy, s- sluggy creature with the little guy oh, on yeah. his shoulder. It's Alfred Molina. <laughs> One of Alfred Molina's earliest roles, which you may not even know because he's so young, is in Raiders of the Lost Ark. The very opening scene, he is the guy that goes into the cave with Indy and gets stabbed by all the, you know, he's like, when Indy walks out and you see the guy like, yeah. with all the arrows through <laughs> oh, his face, yeah. that's that's <laughs> Albert Molina. Doc Ock. Doc Ock. The movie contains over 150 unique sets and 434 individual characters with thousands of variants of those characters. This was the highest number of characters in any Disney animated film. Doesn't surprise me. No, there's so much going on in this movie. <laughs> the music, there's the song Zero by Imagine Dragons was written for this, or at least makes an appearance in this. The better song is the original song called A Place Called Slaughter Race, which was performed by Sarah Silverman and Gal Gadot and written by Tom McDougall. <laughs> Co-written by director Phil Johnson and composed by the one and only Alan Menken came on board to to write, yes, write Slaughter Race, <laughs> which is hilarious. Welcome back, watch your hat, take to see you and up dead. Let's get this party rolling. Is that applying and stolen? We have fallen wires, dumpster fires, creepy clowns, and burning tires. That great wet in the sewer, you'll be happy that you knew her. So there's also a pop version of Slaughter Race called In This Place, performed by Julia Michaels, which you hear in the credits. And the score for Ralph Breaks the Internet is by Henry Jackman, who also did the score for 
the original Wrecked Ralph. In, in June 2016, Disney announced that Ralph 2 would be released March 9th. However, that was replaced by A Wrinkle in Time. Took its release date. Did you guys see A Wrinkle in Time with like Oprah Winfrey and no, whatever? But I remember oh, no. liking the book. The movie was terrible. I heard it was awful. Yeah, it was. It was so bad. The trailers didn't even look good. Um, but but that took its place, and it was pushed back to November 21st of 2018. So it came out then. It was released in 3D, 2D and uh, IMAX 3D. The movie made a total of $529 million on its $175 million budget, so pretty good for Ralph 2. It was nominated for Best Animated Feature in the Oscars, the 91st Annual Academy Awards, yeah, but it lost to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which I would vote for that Should as well. Should have won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also nominated that year were Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, which I also liked a lot, and a Japanese movie called Mirai. All right, that's a brief history of Ralph Breaks the Internet. David, anything else? Fun facts? No. <laughs> I couldn't find any good ones for this. Like most of them are just talking about all the different cameos and sites and games that show up, which isn't that interesting. So those are boring facts, not fun facts. So Jordan, I keep wanting to call it wreck Ralph 2, but it's uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. What was your history with this movie? Had you seen it much? Is this your first time seeing it? What's up? Uh, I saw... Let me think. Did I see it in theater? No. Okay. So the first time I watched it, <laughs> I think I was on an airplane. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> that's how much I cared about this movie. I liked the first one. Did not love it. Uh, my little brothers loved it. Watched it a lot. It was always on every time I went to visit my parents. Um, and I watched the second one on a whim, I think, on an airplane to... I believe it was on my way to India for work so i watched like three or four movies <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to hear more about jordan's india adventure listen to our fantasia 2000 episode yes <laughs> i forgot i did talk about that trip didn't yeah I? oh yeah we heard the whole deal i'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. still reeling from it and i've been on another international trip since then where'd you go south africa oh what'd you yep, do also for work uh i went and i hung out with lions it was terrifying <laughs> we were hanging out with this guy named kevin richardson he's uh the lion whisperer on instagram okay. i do recommend looking him up he's pretty sweet but we were face to face with lions for almost the entire trip oh with yeah. anything in between you and not, the lion? not most of the time no he like he like hangs out with he like cuddles lions and like walks around <laughs> with them it's it's nuts well, i saw one kill puma it was horrible and awesome at the same time <laughs> was that one that you got up close and personal with yeah we were pretty close to him actually we couldn't find the male lion for a while and we're like where is he and we were in this like you know safari jeep thing just, just like open you. air and we found him and he, he killed pumba that's why we couldn't find him <laughs> freshly dead pumba did you guts. touch a lion uh i did not touch them okay. i opted out on that okay <laughs> to provide a little context, you also did a trip to Canada where you were face to face with with bears, grizzly bears yes. and white spirit bears. What was more what was scarier, the bear experience or the lion experience? I think the lions because they were so we had this little safety talk with Kevin before we went out. 
you know, he was like, all right, well, you see, when when one of these big cats, they get riled up and they see something that gets their interest, it's really hard to get them disinterested. <laughs> and I was like thinking, we have like long lenses and a microphone that's big and fluffy that a normal cat would go after. <laughs> yeah. He was like, yeah, just try to keep it like, keep everything inside the car. And, you know, if I see it, I'll, I'll yell at the driver to just do something. Usually that means, you know, throwing something in front of the line and try to distract him. But uh, get to just get to the center of the car. It'll be fine. Meanwhile, he's got like scratches all up and down his arms. And like, so you were mainly filming out of a vehicle. Yeah. This like open air like jeep thing that was yeah, well, zero a protection than, like, i thought you were walking around with them we were yeah. for a while boy there was a fence in between us and them for that but it didn't feel like okay. there was uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no there was a couple times where the line would just instantly be like well those people in that car look interesting and i would just stop filming and just like kind of like curl up into the center of the car like okay all right, I'm, I'm good i'm done they're really really big i mean i've seen lions before like in an enclosure at the zoo but their heads are like the size of my torso. Okay, like <laughs> these these things were massive. Man, too bad we're not reviewing Lion King live action. Yeah, yeah. they love. Oh, they were all about it there. Like every single lodge we drove past was named after some Lion King wow. reference. And and Jordan, despite these amazing adventures, you're no longer at this job, correct? <laughs> no, I'm not. The adventures is not what is not what deterred me. <laughs> that's, that's the we'll adventures are pretty it sweet, but it's yeah. it's kind of weird it's like while you're doing these crazy things you don't really know how cool it is yeah looking back on them you're like whoa like i was face to face with a bear and like a lion and stuff but i wish i could have i wish i could go back in time and tell past jordan to like be in the moment more because i was you sure. know i'm just focusing on working and getting the shot now that I'm looking back on it, I'm like, that was pretty sweet. Yeah. I also used to work at the place of work we we're vaguely talking about. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we got to do some really cool things and see a lot of, Definitely. meet some cool people and see some cool things, but it's still work. Mm. Probably. I was probably on 60 plane rides this year. <laughs> it's a little much. <clears throat> All right, David, your history with Wreck-It Ralph 2. <laughs> Ralph breaks the internet. <laughs> I was concussed which we talked about on the show in March, I believe. From skiing? Yeah. Well, I guess the episode would have come out later, so maybe it was in the summer. <laughs> and I believe I watched this movie when I was concussed, <laughs> so I don't really remember it. It was awesome. on Netflix, and I don't think I watched the whole thing. I think I turned it off like three quarters <laughs> of the way through or fell asleep, because that's about how much I remembered of the movie. <laughs> It was three quarters. So, so you were concussed and I was on a plane to India. Awesome. So not the best <laughs> initial viewing experiences for us. <laughs> Mike, was this the first time you've seen it or did you see it in theaters? I'm pretty sure I saw this in theaters and I'm, I think I saw it. There's a theater in Michigan where my in-laws are, which I mentioned before, but not the one I, not the good one that I go to a lot with the IMAX screen and the, and the D-box seats we talked about last week. But uh there is a theater, that one's about a half hour north of my in-law's house. There's a theater about a half hour south in the middle of nowhere in Plainwell, Michigan, that has probably been there for 60 years, and if, if not more than that. And the tickets are $5 on a Friday night and two fifty on any matinee. So we were there over the summer, or whenever this movie came out. Summer? No. Thanksgiving? What, when did it come out? 
I don't uh, remember, but you said 2016, and that blows my mind. Came out November, so we were in yeah, we were in Michigan over Thanksgiving, and saw this and paid five dollars total for the two of us at the M89 Cinema. And uh, but it's actually they have really nice screens. It's it's an old theater, but they've upgraded their technology, but they kept the prices the same, which is pretty awesome. Would you have paid full price for this movie? Oh yeah, I mean it's Disney. I like going and seeing Disney movies. Fair enough. Do I recall really liking this movie? I mean, it has its moments. Obviously, the marketing harped on a few things heavily. I don't particularly remember liking the end of this movie, nor did I necessarily like it the second time around, but it has some fun things, and we'll dive into that now. So, Jordan, now that you've watched Ralph Breaks the Internet again, not on an airplane to India, what's your initial initial thoughts on this movie? Uh, well, I did, in fact, see the whole movie on the plane, so okay. I wasn't sure if I fell asleep or not. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I always am a little out of it on planes, yeah. no matter what. That was probably after my first five-hour nap on that <laughs> endless flight. My opinion really did not change. Didn't really change at all. I... Uh, Sadly, I think that Ralph and Vanellope are probably the least interesting part of the whole movie. I think they get lost in the crowd, which I don't think they got lost in the crowd in the first one because it was a little bit more subtle with its gaming references. But this one tried to cram in so much that like I was basically just waiting with bated breath for the next pop culture reference or Star Wars character or Disney character or whatever. And everything in between with Vanellope and Ralph was kind of just like a... A wait. It just felt like I was in a waiting room until the next interesting part. Like, yeah, okay. And I kind of think that the movie definitely bit off more than it can chew. And by the time we got to the end, it was like, I'm. I mean, I'm clear on the message. Like, I yeah. get it, Disney. All right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they went around. They went about it in a really weird way. I do remember. So, like, the ending with the big like Ralph monster and stuff. Yeah. I thought maybe I imagined that. <laughs> from the airplane ride because it's kind of like fever dream-esque but it really was there a I thought that was a dream yes <laughs> I thought uh, that was an interesting choice and maybe a little obtuse of them I don't know maybe they're running out of ideas I had a dream last night that I was at Disneyland finally going on going to Star Wars land but it was all messed up because it was in a dream <laughs> and I spent all that money and the ride broke down and it was oh, very no. sad well I am going in March, though. You are? I'm finally going to Star Wars Land. Okay. I'm very excited. I have not looked at a single video of the new Rise of the Resistance ride. You haven't? I have not. Mike Rolfing, you have not looked at a ride through. I actually have a date and time. I know when I'm going, and so I want to experience <laughs> it in real life. That is this the first time you haven't watched a ride through of a new ride at Disney ever? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm proud of you. Oh, I'm well. I'm well versed in the Millennium Falcon ride. <laughs> opened sure. months ago. <laughs> but, but no, I have not. I have not. Good for you. I've not listened to or read a review or watched a video of a full ride through of of Rise of the Resistance. This is a big step for you. I feel like I feel like you're becoming a man now, Michael. Yep. <laughs> David, Ralph, two. What'd you think this time around? The runtime isn't that long. I think once you hit the credits, it's like an hour forty minutes. But it feels too long, and I didn't enjoy it that much. There are certain parts that were entertaining and funny and clever, but for the most part, I feel like Wreck-It Ralph 1, I really enjoyed the first movie, and I felt the references, like you said, were more subtle, and the story was a little bit smaller and more compelling, and just this movie, as it goes on and on, they're trying to cram 
a ton of different symbolism and the clear message to let your friends follow their dreams and like their friendship wasn't enough to carry the main message of this movie and i didn't care about their friendship by the end or about or about them in general really so like <laughs> and it's sad because i really liked the first movie my enjoyment of the first movie maybe wasn't because of penelope and ralph maybe it was because of the arcade and like the world i think that's most of what we talked about on that episode so it kind of makes sense that they couldn't carry a sequel but yeah i didn't really enjoy it the first time i watched it probably because i wasn't feeling well but i didn't enjoy it this time either and it felt too long mike i think i i'm pretty sure i said in the wreck it ralph episode that i am not a big fan of ralph or vanellope which is what both of you guys pretty much just said i never have been i i wreck it ralph is a fine movie but there's other characters that i like better i like jane lynch's whatever her name is and i like totally. jack mcbrayers i like uh felix and i like the world they've established in that first movie and how they live inside the power strip and whatever you know that's really fun the world building this movie i like the world building as well at least when they first initially go into the internet i think it's really fun and it's a really creative visualization of what the internet could look like in your imagination there's so many things when they first enter that you see the Twitter birds and the tree and the how large Google and Amazon are. And there's mm -hmm. just a lot of really fun, creative takes on the Internet. But as far as plot goes, I actually don't mind the whole idea of them going to try to get a new steering wheel. But they do that pretty quickly. And then it kind of becomes this more right. of, a, yeah. of a lesson totally. in whatever. And a lesson in how to be a YouTuber. Yeah, Pretty I mean, much. all that stuff's fun. There's a lot of moments in this movie that made me laugh and smile. But as a whole, and especially the ending, the fever dream of yes. of, of King Kong made out of millions of Little Ralphs. Tiny Ralphs. <laughs> it's also kind of like what I talked about when we talked about episode nine of Star Wars last week. It's just like it's just, when it gets too big at the end, it's just I don't care anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, I didn't mind watching it a second time because there's so much to look at. Like, it's just... You That's could true. flip through this frame by frame and notice something new every time. I mean, I noticed Litwack, the arcade owner, when he's there trying to hook up to the internet, there's two Star Wars plates on the shelf behind him on the wall. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, you know, You're just really, like, really bored, weren't you? Uh, there's just so many, there's so many <laughs> I things. I think Litwack is my favorite character. Who also looks incredibly like um, John Musker. No, Ron Clements. No, which one? One of those two guys. <laughs> one of those guys know. who's directed half these movies. Yeah. John Musker. You look him up. He looks just like Laywack. Welcome to the search bar. What can I help you find today? Um, Umbrella. Umbridge. Umami. No. Noah's art. No doubt. Nordstrom rack. <sighs> Ergonomics. Urban Outfitters. Urkel. I'm pretty sure he's just trying to guess what you're going to say. My autofill is a touch aggressive today. Let me try. Take me to a website that's super intense and really nuts. So we can talk about some more details in this movie. I'd, I'd love to just talk through, I mean, as a Disney fan, I really like how they kind of make fun of themselves and the whole Oh My Disney sequence, which I'm going to pull up and just kind of, all right. So the very beginning of it cracked me up because you see the castle, but outside of the castle is a whole bunch of like cheap <laughs> <Yeah>. hotels, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is precisely how Anaheim is. And 
very much how Orlando is as well if you get a little bit farther out of the outskirts but definitely Anaheim and Disneyland Disneyland is surrounded by cheap hotels and they're playing <laughs> a cover stuff. of Let It Go in the background yeah. <laughs> yeah and then we we jump in and you see I guess it's almost like different pavilions it's like you're at a convention mm-hmm. um, you got the Muppet Show pavilion the Star Wars pavilion with the, the Falcon and the Death Star and an X-Wing flies over chasing a TIE fighter uh, the Disney Animation Pavilion is smack in the middle with the Mickey hat and uh, and actually Sorcerer Mickey on top of it, I believe. To the right of that, we got the Marvel Pavilion, the Pixar Pavilion, and all sorts of... I mean, you could zoom in and probably see something new every time. I think I did play back that part a couple times when I was on the airplane, just so I could yeah. pause it and just, like, take it in. And then, uh, yeah, so Vanellope enters and she gets chased by stormtroopers that I believe are voiced by Michael Giacchino, who voices one of the yes. stormtroopers in episode seven. Yes. <laughs> Just so many, so many things. I see, I see Dumbo floating in. I love the survey that the kid's taking. Which Disney princess is your BFF? Yeah, because yeah, there there's so many of those things. It's all pretty self-aware. You see the Pixar lamp on the ball surrounded by cloud wallpaper like in mm-hmm. Toy Story even the good dinosaurs hanging out there, which have you guys ever even seen that movie? <laughs> no, that's like the one I haven't seen. You see Baymax and Buzz Lightyear. Buzz yep. Lightyear is my favorite, as we all know. Just so, so many. And then she makes it back in the hallways. She gets chased by the stormtroopers. And then, of course, makes it into the, the Disney princess dressing room, which this was the thing I mentioned earlier that was pretty heavily advertised, heavily promoted. But I believe they actually showed this entire sequence, actually an extended version of the sequence at some convention, either Comic-Con or D23. Oh, wow. <gasps> Hi. <gasps> whoa, whoa, ladies, I'm a princess too. What kind of a princess are you? Uh, Do you have magic hair? No. Magic hands? No. Do animals talk to you? No. Were you poisoned? No. Cursed? No. Kidnapped, Kidnapped or, or enslaved? enslaved? No. Are you guys okay? Should I call the police? I mean, it was in every trailer, but... Yeah, it was. It was still fun. It's fun. And they brought back all of the voices that they could. Some of the ladies are not alive anymore. Um, but if they yeah. if they weren't, then they they already have replaced them with some other f- women that they brought in. No one ever actually dies at Disney. No. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but it's clever. You can't, you can't say it's not clever. It's definitely clever. It's definitely yeah. got this weird... I'm just going to say it now. This weird, like trying to be hip with the kids feeling to it though just throughout the entire movie and everything internet culture that's all like i'm a young guy but i'm already like entering into the get off my lawn stage (laughs) of my life and like all the references are just you can't take all the time it takes to produce a movie and then expect to make something like an internet meme be evergreen in any kind of way like even in 2016 when this came out i remember thinking the first time i watched it like oh they kind of missed the ball like missed the mark on that one like that's 2018 old. this came out in 2018 yeah yeah this is really new oh wow i don't know why i thought it was 2016 but yeah it's just like it's like stop it stop <laughs> like this is everything is wrong with the world why are you why are you doing this <laughs> but you know oh my disney is the best part yeah, I, th- I felt the Disney section was the most entertaining and like the whole YouTube viral video section. Like I'm a big consumer of YouTube. Like I don't have cable. I watch YouTube channels I've subscribed to. Like I, that's how I've been for the past like six years. So, like I understand everything they're trying to do. I just felt like 
it wasn't funny and it was kind of just pandering to younger audiences. You're like, oh, I know YouTube. Like, I get that reference. Like, and little kids right. watch YouTube. And But the viral videos were just stupid. And he walks into a comment section and he reads some mean comments because everyone knows don't read the comments in your videos. Like, people are mean online. I just, Ooh. like, every single <laughs> internet stereotype they try to cram in here see that's like yeah you are a youtube veteran david i feel like you could have done a better job of writing that scene i feel like it was written by people who have never actually watched youtube for longer than like the research period of this yeah yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) (laughs) they even threw in a youtuber they show a girl sitting at her computer uh she's one of the most annoying youtubers there is i forget her name but (laughs) They don't like show her name on the screen, but I caught that reference and she is one of like the YouTubers that little kids like. So they threw her in here. I don't know who they all are, but a number of the humans you see are all actually quote unquote famous people Mm -hmm. in on the internet. Mm -hmm. You also see Stanley, which was nice. Yeah. Stanley cameo. Of course. Did you all make it to the end to the end of the credits? Yeah, I don't remember what it is, though. <laughs> they they go, and now a special preview of Frozen 2. And then they rickroll you. Oh, yeah, that's right. What? Ralph, Ralph, Ralph sings Never Gonna Give You Up. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna run around and desert you. Never gonna that makes it even worse. <laughs> Trying to copy memes. I will say that the mid credit sequence of the bunny with the cakes is pretty funny. I missed that too. Yeah, I like that. See, I don't mind that stuff. Like, because that's original. Like, that's not actually a thing. It's when they try to do real life stuff that, like, bothers me. There was a scene in one of the trailers that was pretty prominent of Ralph playing this mini game of you got to feed the bunny the cake and the something to something else. Pa- and they ended pancakes up th- and pancakes. Yes, pancakes and something else. And waffles, maybe. And uh, it was in the trailer, but they ended up cutting it from the from the movie. And so in the middle of the credits, they kind of break the fourth wall. And this little girl says, Mom, there was a there was a scene in the in the trailer that wasn't in the movie. <laughs> and then she starts playing the game on her on her iPad while sitting in her car seat. Yep. And then the bunny explodes. It's funny. You got to go. But back you don't see it. the explosion. You just see no, the screen like it, yeah. flash and she screams. Because <laughs> Ralph feeds the bunny too many pancakes. It's, yeah. it's actually probably one of the funniest yeah. parts of the movie. I know. I was like, well, that's probably the funniest part of the movie when I saw the trailer. And then it wasn't in the movie. It and I was movie, like, well, but this at least movie they, sucks. At least they mentioned that it wasn't in the movie. In the movie. Yeah. There was a scene in the trailer that wasn't in the movie. And that makes me sad. Oh, that's too bad. Maybe playing your game will cheer you up. Okay. That's true. I forgot about that also. I think I turned it off right at the end this second time around. I just was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like the charm of the first movie is like how creative and unique the world is they build in the arcade and they're not using real video games. Like they made up the candy racing game and they made up the shooting insect game I know there's like Pac-Man and other stuff, but like the main, the core of the movie is unique IP. And then this is the complete opposite. They're just trying to recreate everything that's in the real world and make those references. And I just feel like it does not feel as It's classic, like they don't know what the audience liked syndrome. Like, I feel like you name the franchise Transformers, Star Wars, (laughs) like... 
the new ones, guys, okay? Only the new ones. But, like, they're like, ooh, everyone really liked Wreck-It Ralph. Probably because of all these zany characters that they recognize. Let's do that out the wazoo, and then they'll really love it. It's like a causation-correlation kind of issue. Plus, I love the charm of the arcade in the first one. And, like, yeah, they, they kind of just make up their own rules. Like, everyone living in the power strip makes no sense at all. But I was okay <laughs> with it. But in this one, they try to, like, actually make the internet make sense. And, like, like the connection, you know, he gets the new router and he plugs it in. And it's like, whoa, we're online. And then they go and it's like, okay. Like, do, do electronics work how they actually work or not? Like, Wreck-It Ralph kind of, I feel like they kind of broke their own rules there. But that's just nitpicky film yeah buff stuff i guess no one probably cares about that (laughs) i will i will say and i think i've said this before on this podcast i don't remember which episode or why we were talking about this maybe we were maybe it was on the record ralph episode i don't know but i'm gonna say it again this movie is what i wished ready player one was like yeah steven spielberg's ready player one i've read the book i don't read books and i read that book which is (laughs) just saying something and i really enjoyed it and it is just chocked full of references. So the whole idea is that, you know, this world is obsessed with the 80s. Yeah. And so there's this virtual reality world you go into where, you know, everything's 80s themed or whatever, whatever. I didn't think Steven Spielberg put enough references in that movie. He didn't do enough and they weren't tactfully put in. Like, And it probably it was all... pandery somehow. Yeah, there's probably a lot of lawyer issues, but mm-hmm. there's the one sequence in that movie that's that's they go into the shining which is cool but i wish there were just so many more of those and at the very least disney was able to chuck this thing full of just references upon references upon things you recognize and things you recognize and i was surprised at how much they were they were able to cram into this for better or for worse and apparently they didn't even get permission for most of it which showing a google logo is a little different than showing a scene from the Shining, but <laughs> the book of Ready Player One ends with them reenacting Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and like I wanted yeah. that so bad. <laughs> and then they yeah. just had like a shootout in in Ben Mendelsohn's office, and it just it just wasn't. Yep, I wanted more video game references. Yeah, in Ready Player sure, One. Sure, anything. <laughs> oh, you mean in Ready Player One or in Wreck It Ralph? Both. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's you know it's supposed to be like pop culture everything, not just yes. one yes. thing. And yes. They kind of would just pick a couple that they liked. Yeah. Well, that was at least the one thing I walked out of Wreck-It Ralph saying the first time was, wow, they were able to cram a lot of stuff in there. I can't believe they could pull that off for better or for worse. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering if they could have established like a different time period as like 90s or early 2000s or something. And so it could have been like a more of a period piece, like a time capsule of the internet during that time or something instead of just... It trying to be a mishmash of everything internet from the past yeah. 20 years. I don't know. I feel like they could have done something to make it seem less, I don't know. But again, then again, like watching it in 20 years, maybe it will seem like that, you yeah. know, it's just like a time capsule of now, but I feel like it won't. Well, when they go down in like the dark, the dark, like bowels of the internet, you see, you can see like GeoCities dirty yeah. on the ground and like netscape or a couple like old outdated things they kind of make a joke out of that that's true when they go down into the well, into the there's the real dark web they would have seen drugs and hitmen and prostitution yeah that's true it probably was down there no <laughs> no if you want that go watch midsummer <laughs> 
will do. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> minus minus the prostitution. Okay, just drugs and hitmen. I'm out. Oh yeah, there's no hitmen, and never mind. That was a bad. That was a bad uh, comparison. So basically, just drugs. Just yeah. Just... There's some drugs in Midsummer. Mike, you're a big musical guy, as we've yeah. established. How'd you like her princess song she sang? I thought it was a fun twist on that idea. I mean, she meets all the princesses. They, I thought the funnier line was when they're asking her all those questions about, are you a princess? And she goes, no, no, no. Have you, are you trying to prove yourself for a man or whatever that was? And she's like, yes, well, then you are a princess. And then they tell her about the, she should look, stare into water. And that's what kind of prompted the song. I, I yeah. thought them kind of making fun of themselves and the whole princess the history of princesses in Disney movies was fun. I think her song was hilarious. I think bringing Alan Menken back is a really fun thing. Of course, why not bring him back if he's if he's game and doing a musical number in inside Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> you know, it, it's yeah. funny. It's funny. I did like that part. Another part I enjoyed was when he was getting the virus from the guy underground and <laughs> it was just so weird <laughs> the little creature on him and like Ralph couldn't stop saying different references toward tumors and the little yeah. brother yeah. on his shoulder I, th- I thought that scene was clever and funny because it was not a reference to anything yeah it's hmm. the original stuff that's hmm. like good I don't I can't like cinematically exactly put my finger on it like what makes references feel pandery versus not pandery like for some reason the first one didn't feel that way to me but this one is. I think that had a lot to do with how old some of those things were in nostalgia. Yes. I mean, yeah. most of that, most of the stuff he recognized was like Pac-Man and Qbert and all these, Bowser. all these yeah. Bowser mm. and things that have been around and have, and have, you know, stayed the test of time. Yeah. Is Sonic in the first one? He's in the second one. Yeah, the I think one? he makes it. But it's not even so much just their appearance, like those characters' appearances. It's like, it's like the dialogue too. There's just the way they talk about video game like because vi- i guess it's just because like video games are like my language but the overall language of video games has changed a lot since then i mean like we started off this episode talking about how like games are online now mainly and are focused on like you know like as many people as possible playing like Fortnite and i don't know whatever other popular games there are now as opposed to just like trying something new or like good gameplay and i don't know it's like all the references in the original one were more about like typical gaming tropes like leveling up or you know villains versus good guys and cheat codes and stuff like that and this one was like yeah the two main characters are from a video game but that really has nothing to do with the movie at all except for the steering wheel thing which like you said was a nice like kind of plot motivator it's a good way to get into the internet yeah but then it just like done gone and like they totally like there was no point to it and it just kind of lost focus on itself it's i mean i already have an issue with just appealing to nostalgia even though i love it because everyone loves nostalgia but this movie is not even appealing to nostalgia it's appealing to like contemporary now yeah (laughs) like like, i don't i'm not sure what it's goal was <laughs> and and they did not accurately portray ebay because you can put in your highest bid but it's only going to give you right above what the second highest bid bid that's true so when he bid what's the final bid like forty two thousand dollars or something, something like that, like that. i don't know what it was yeah. twenty seven thousand twenty four thousand if the guy he was competing against only highest bid was only 400 then ralph would only had to spend like 401 right isn't that how ebay works is that like a safety feature that they have now? Yeah. Unless you did buy it now. Unless you did buy it now at 24000 Yeah. 
It was 27. I was right. You can input your highest bid. Like if I'm I'm trying to buy a rare rare Disney memorabilia and the most I want to spend is 150 bucks, I can input 150. But if the second person only bids 120, it's only going to charge me 121 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay. What's the most you've spent on a nostalgic piece of Disney paraphernalia on eBay, Mike? Honestly, not very much. I think... This is getting awfully specific for a second there. <laughs> well, I was looking around my office. I have these uh, Mickey dressed as various Luke Skywalkers. Okay. Which were for sale in the parks, but they for a limited time. So like this one is him as as uh, a New Hope Luke. Yep. And then I have Jedi Luke where he's, in all, where he's in all black. And then I have uh x-wing fighter luke in the orange jumpsuit and then endor luke with like the that silly hat that they wear on endor which one are you missing no i have all four. Oh, but, that's it yeah but the endor one i probably spent like 30 dollars no, on. there's no dagobah luke instead of eight no not not in mickey form not cool the only thing i bought on ebay is frodo slash bilbo's sword sting in like middle school Nice. And it was kind of a knockoff crappy version of it. The handle's all wobbly. <laughs> ah, does it glow blue when orcs Only are when near? orcs are near. Only yeah, when orcs are near. Well, at least it does. Let's start wrapping this up. Jordan, we need a rating system for Ralph Breaks the Internet. What oh, do you we're to that point already? Gosh. Yeah, uh, we've been going for 50, 50 minutes. Yeah, but we have hardly even talked about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't know if I have a good rating system. Well, it's your job. How about um, authentic sugar rush steering wheels? Okay, how many? What's the max? 24,000. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, what was the number? Twenty-seven thousand. Twenty-seven thousand and one. All right, twenty-seven thousand and one original authentic sugar rush steering wheels. Okay, what's your rating out of twenty-seven thousand and one authentic uh, sugar rush racing steering <laughs> wheels? And whatever you didn't get in, you can put in your final thoughts here. I was just gonna say, I think my favorite part is probably the owner. What's his name? The owner of the Litwack. Yeah, Litwack. I just love his character, like his little quarter dispenser and everything on his belt. <laughs> um, and then my least favorite part of the movie is uh, Ralph and Vanellope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they suck. Vanellope's so obnoxious. All right. Out of 27,001. Man, this is tough. I don't even... What's a bad rating for that? <laughs> what's a good rating? I always go by percentages. Yeah. So you can calculate it. Let's say... 19,004. Wow. Maybe it's less. Very, very close to my rating. David, how about you out of 27,001? Uh, authentic steering, Sugar steering, Rush authentic steering, steering Wheels. Steering Wheels, yeah. I would give it 18,900. Okay, very Final close. Thought. It wasn't the worst thing ever, but it wasn't that good. And High praise. There were some parts of it that were entertaining, but for the most part, it just didn't feel authentic or unique just because they're taking so many references and making a movie out of it. Their characters were more likable in the first movie. I'm not really sure why. Maybe because they weren't really friends at the beginning. And this movie, like you're supposed to believe that they're best friends and it's just, it's not enough to carry the main theme of the movie is to be good friends let your friends do what they want to do and don't be clingy like i don't 
Yeah, just I don't, don't be clingy. Know. That's the moral. Thanks, Disney. <laughs> yeah. But I mentioned the few things I liked about it. The Disney stuff was a highlight. The the weird worm guy creating the virus was a highlight. But the main <laughs> climactic battle with the virus just replicating Ralph into needy Ralphs, I thought was kind of weird and like not a good end to the story. <laughs> so yeah, I was unsatisfied overall. Mike, what's your rating? Out of 27,001 authentic Sugar Rush Racing steering wheels, I give yep. this a 13,770.51, which is about a 2.5 out of 5. Yeah. Like I said, I love the visualization of the internet. I think it's really fun. There's so much to see when they first enter that. When they first enter that. He uses a Pinterest thumbtack to take down his King Kong self. Like I mean, I just, there's just a lot of fun, clever things in here, but <laughs> and a lot of eye candy, but... Plot wise, it's just it's not that great. It's so not, it's not there. It's the same with episode nine uh, of Star Wars. It's, yeah. I give it a I give it a B plus for spectacle, but about a D minus for story. So yeah, uh, that averages to a thirteen thousand seven hundred seventy point five one out of twenty seven thousand and one. So with that, we'll we'll end this show. I think that's fair. Uh, remember, you can find us everywhere on the internet at Disney One X One. Please leave us a rating review on Apple Podcasts. You're running out of time. Of course, you can find our back catalog and find all these movies except for Ralph Breaks the Internet on Disney Plus and uh, listen to some old episodes. As I said last week, we're going to do Frozen 2 and then we're going to do a wrap-up episode. And on that wrap-up episode, I'd love to play some messages from you listeners. If you have anything nice to say, what do you want us to do in the future? What your favorite episode was, what your favorite moment was, who your favorite host was, who your favorite guest was, whatever you want to say. I record a quick message on your phone and you can email it to us at uh, Disney1x1 at gmail.com and we'll play some of those on the show if we get any. Show me that you listen to our show and send us something. <laughs> <laughs> we get a lot of downloads. We do get a lot of downloads. So um, with that, Jordan, thank you so much for joining us again today on the show. Of course. Thanks for having me right at the nearly end of your first campaign. Yeah, here. you were you were on one of the very first, and you're on one of the very last. David, it's a pleasure as always. We're almost done. All friendships change, but the good ones they get stronger because of it. Oh, Shank. That's the that's like Shank. the the true story of uh, Disney One X One. Shank oh. is the character who said it. Gal Gadot oh. yeah. becoming stronger through through Disney movies. So we'll see you next week with the final movie on the list. It's Frozen Two from 2019, and we'll see you then. Let it go, let it go. I will, I will let it go. Into the unknown. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Disney One by One podcast. If you have any questions or suggestions, send us an email to Disney1x1 at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Disney1x1 and at Disney1x1.com. We'll be back next week with another exciting episode of the Disney One by One podcast. What's next for you, Mike and David? David has another podcast. He's done. I'm, I'm at the very least taking a break.